Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I'm your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. We're going to talk a half hour about, I don't know, even if we're going to get to a half hour today, to be totally honest with you, because it's just some news. A bunch of IndyCar testing happened. Nobody really cares about testing, so we're going to move on. I know you have a non-racing thing, Majig, to start with from your list, so I'll let you start. I realized that I picked questions that i don't have an answer to myself which is really frustrating because i'm basically like a deer in headlights when you turn it back on me but we'll worry about that in a minute yeah my question is get your answer ready as soon as you start as soon as you finish asking the question i'm not as adept at multitasking as you are but we'll we'll try so i know i know everyone really missed us while we were gone last week uh we, we all survived. We did not go to Columbia. Oh. Like with Rossi and yeah. Hinch, Tim, Connor, all those guys. But we had a good time. Um, and my question is, if you have to sing karaoke, what song do you pick? Oh, man. I really don't like karaoke. I, I can imagine you probably wouldn't. Yeah, but I that's why I thought it would be interesting to ask you this yeah, question because yeah, you're no. put on the spot. That's it's a, it's a fair it's a fair question. I man, I, I honestly I'm this it's a very rare time I'm totally stumped. But I have to like look at my Spotify to see what songs even are karaokeable because most of the stuff I listen to is not. So let's see here. You can blow out your throat trying to sing the stuff you listen to. <laughs> I don't not know if that would go over well in a karaoke bar. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. You're like throat screaming. What about man, there's really just I have I have nothing. What about I don't I uh I don't know. I'm gonna I'm literally I'm googling my answer for this because I have nothing. Well just think of a crowd pleaser song that you know the words to that Yeah, like none because I don't do. care about I don't care. I I mean I guess Mr. Brightside would be like an easy one that I definitely know the words to. I mean, I just Googled like popular karaoke songs to see what I know. So I guess that'll yeah. that'll be my answer. This is a boring one because I don't I'm not I'm not this is you know definitely out of my wheelhouse. No, that would definitely everyone would start singing along with you so you wouldn't really have to do it alone. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good that's a good choice. 
I was still trying to think of my pick during all of that. So I, I was purposely like taking my time Googling, trying to give you a little bit of time to come up with an answer. Yeah, so I'm just going to have to go with something that's weird, I guess, probably. I think I would do a... Uh, you probably don't even know who this person is, but maybe you do. If not, I'll send it to you later. Um, I'm going to probably have to go with a Michael McDonald song because I think his voice is hilarious and I do a pretty decent impression of it. The name so sounds I think I'm familiar. Gonna do... Yeah, you're going to know it. He's like a yeah, very distinctive voice that is kind of, I don't know, you either like it or you hate it. Yeah, so I'll probably yeah. do I Keep Forgetting by him because it would just be odd to see me try to do that. But I think I could do a pretty good job. Cool. I dig it. Obviously, I don't know that song off the top of my head, but the name sounds familiar. I don't know if you've talked about him or, or what. But anyway, where should we start the rest of the episode? You, do you know the song? Well, before we get there, do you know the song? Um, what is it? It's Regulate, I think, by Nate Dogg. Uh, I'm sure if I heard it, I would. I know Nate Dogg. It, it samples the song that I'm talking about. Okay. Okay, anyway, do you want to start with F1 or do you want to start with IndyCar since we don't yeah, have I, much IndyCar? Yeah, I've, I I've found I a care. lot of random interest stories about F1 that I can talk about. Interesting to me because I'm still firm. I don't know about F1, that, but F1 wagon. I have not even attempted to, to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I figure I can can carry this. Yeah, Show let's my do back it. if I have to. All right, okay. so... That's what we're going to talk. start with first? Well, IndyCar is the rookie test, so we can finish that in literally the next 40 seconds. Okay. So, Linus, great job. Tom Blomquist, fantastic job. Kyle Larson got up to speed super quick the next day in his test. Marcus Armstrong. Marcus Armstrong. Sorry, Marcus. I didn't mean to say you last. So, it's it's good. You know, it's hard to obviously read too much into testing, but I, I've found it interesting that Kyle Larson got up to speed super quick. I shouldn't say found it interesting. I, I found it not shocking, but also slightly shocking because it's still such a different car. But then again, Kyle Larson is just an insane driver. So not surprised. Yeah. It's almost frustrating how quickly it, he seemed to just get the hang of it from everything I've read and heard, because that's almost what you would expect based on how everyone talks about him. And yeah, it just kind of fulfills the prophecy that yeah. we expect with him. He he's there's gonna be so much hype around him next May. Yeah, it's gonna be a little exhausting, I'm sure. It's gonna be, you know, every day there's gonna be, you know, Kyle Larson sneezed going into the pit box and oh yeah, you know, the the boogers went everywhere. You know, we're gonna get real we're gonna get real detailed on what's People going are gonna on. be like Getting in there trying to snatch him up. Yeah. That's yeah. so weird. Kyle, autograph my booger. Autograph your own boogers for me, please. You know, that's Great disgusting. Order. We we need to we need to move on. Okay. Well, that's all we have for IndyCar. Obviously, you know, there was other testing in Milwaukee and no Canapino. And Canapino signed. I don't even care about August. I want to see August and Canapino come out and say something supportive this offseason before I am back on the Canapino bandwagon. All right, you're trying to just make a bunch of enemies in the country of Argentina right now. So I'm just going to say, I don't understand what happened with Junkos Hollinger and their technical difficulties, but they're 
announcement was delayed a little bit, I guess. And I thought for some reason, I was under the impression we were going to learn both drivers. But yeah, right now we just know about Augustine Canapino having another year. It's just one year contract, I believe right now. Yes, it's a one year contract. Do or do, did we, I mean, there's something we're missing. There's definitely, there, there's, there's something weird going on with that, with that stuff, you know? So I'm, I'm definitely curious to see what's going on. Yeah. Maybe we should need to uh, put a few feelers out and see what we can find out. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Uh, I'll contact my people. You contact your people and you know, then nobody will reply to us. Yeah. They're probably the same people. We're just going to both text the same people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we can talk about F1. Yes, we can. So I know you didn't watch the race in Qatar. Nope. However, I wanted to just briefly touch on the talking point, I guess, the, I don't know, controversy of the heat and Logan Sargent retiring early because he was too hot. Lance Stroll said he was what pa passing in and out of consciousness in the yeah, car like losing focus on Ocon vomited Mark Weber yeah. style <laughs> in his yeah. own helmet. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are two views on this. Basically those who want to see, I guess the FIA do something about it and some kind of, you know, cooling, which who knows what they would do. I'm sure they can figure something out. This is supposed to be the most technically advanced form of racing in the world. So, yeah, I can imagine that they, they would figure out something pretty clever pretty quickly in like the off season if they really need to. But I have a couple questions for you. Number one, do you think that the issue with the tires and having to go flat out for once instead of conserve the Pirelli tires had anything to do with the level of exhaustion we saw from these drivers? Probably a little bit. I don't think it's okay. the sole cause, but sure. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, I think it has a big part of it because I don't know the last time that these guys had to do, you know, 50 laps at qualifying pace, but that's what they were doing because they were trying to maximize the sets of tires and they didn't have to worry about where. Yeah, I would say it's probably... Sorry, go ahead. Let me. I'll let you finish the whole question first. Okay, that's just part one. The second part is yeah. Martin Brundle came out, and Martin Brundle, love him or hate him, and I'm honestly like somewhere in between. Sometimes I love him, sometimes I yeah. hate him. I, I got to respect him. He is probably one of the best drivers to never have won a Grand Prix. Obviously, we don't know what his career would have been like had he not destroyed his ankles and feet in what Dallas 1984, which was another super hot race. I was not there, but you know, I just heard and watched the video of like, what was it? I think it was Nigel Mansell, like passing out as he pushed his car over the line. That might've been 84 Detroit, but it's a Nigel Mansell moment that is hilarious and kind of heroic at the same time, which pretty much sums up his career. But he said, essentially, I'm trying to pull it up what his exact quotes were so I don't misquote him. Okay. He said that there's, it's like a weak view that the race should have been canceled. And it's races like Qatar and very rainy days, which make F1 drivers look like heroes. 
absolutely don't buy into the weak view that we shouldn't put them through this kind of challenge. Look at Senna in Brazil, Stewart at a rainy Nürburgring, Lauda post-crash, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how do you feel about it? Do you think putting the drivers to the test to this extent is like, that's what they signed up for their F1 drivers, you suck it up. Or do you think this is actually a problem and maybe Mr. Brundle is being a little bit of a cranky old man here? I would say he's being more of a cranky old man than not because while well, like, yes, okay. it's, you know, it's a dangerous sport, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to face rain and the heat and whatnot, but to say like that's what these drivers signed up for. Like this is not Senna's era. There's different levels of safety. There's different levels of concern for driver well-being. So like, yes, but also like mostly just shut up, Martin. Mostly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty much there with you because expectations change. I mean yeah. 1968 or whenever it was you know 66 something when jackie stewart was like i don't know how many ridiculous amount ahead in the nurburgring or when he crashed at some point there was two different races but that's like you have a totally different idea of what the sport was i mean they were surrounded by gasoline in the vehicle and didn't even really wear seatbelts so they could be thrown from the car yeah rather than burn with it i mean Clearly, things change, expectations change, and they were not pulling nearly the G-forces these guys do now. So uh, you can't really compare it in the same way that I think he's trying to do. He's really trying to emphasize, oh, these guys are gladiators, and they still are. They're driving faster than we can even comprehend. So to add in extreme heat, I mean, that's a problem, right? We're, We're seeing a little bit of an F1... I don't know if like cuddling up to the Middle East is a bit of a way to describe it, but I know what you there mean. There must be a lot of money coming in mm-hmm. from the Middle East. And I mean, that's a consistently hot climate at all times. So we're going to have to figure something out because we can't expect these guys to be more superhuman than they already are. I'll just probably leave it there. Yeah. I mean, you know, part of it is like, okay, you know, they're, they have a very difficult job and that's what they signed up for, but they also didn't sign up for 50 laps of qualifying in, I don't know, what was it? Probably a hundred degree heat in the middle East with tires that they're probably still worried about if they're going to last or not. All of that combined. is just, I'm not saying they should have canceled the race or postponed the race. I don't know what the right answer on that is. I'm not going to pretend to know what the right answer on that is. But for him to say, like, that's what you signed up for and that's what Senna dealt with and, and whatnot, like, come on, this is it's just not the same generation. It's the, it's not the same generation in essentially every sport, like whether it's racing yes. or any stick and ball sport. It's a different time now. We need to stop looking at 1980 or 1970 and just move on with life. Which is weird to hear me agree with to stop looking back at history, but yeah, I just enjoy it for a different reason. But I completely agree with you. Oh, I mean, it's, the, it's, the concussion stuff in, in the NFL yeah. or whatever in the 80s compared to now is like so different because we yeah. know more. We're more advanced. So again, we know more about driver health and safety. So we're not going to put drivers through the same things that we would have back then. We didn't know better. Looking back on history to like learn about different tracks and drivers and races and whatnot or different sports is super fun. I love old sports history, but that doesn't mean we should... Yeah, listen, we're not going to go around and tell an NHL goalie, hey, remember in the 60s when they had no helmet? 
Like that's yeah. what they signed up for. So let's go back to that. Like, no, it's just, <laughs> it's just not happening. Yeah, you're so, the Gordy Howe. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sh- should we go back to when race car drivers had leather chin straps and that was their entire helmet? No. Yeah. So, you know, we have, we, just, we can't <laughs> compare, we can't compare Senna and driving through rain to Max Verstappen driving through 110 degree weather on shitty tires on a bad track surface. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just not the same. It's not fair. Also, it's, it's not fair. Know. I think that's the best way to put it is it's just yeah. not a fair comparison. Yeah, no, I, I agree there. And I think of all people, Brundle should know better because he drove in those times. And I mean, he's really close to this, but yeah, I bet they're also wearing a lot more fireproof clothing at this point. Sure. Than they sure. were is going to make them even hotter. Like they're going to yeah. retain heat. Yeah. There's so. more electronics in the car. The car probably runs a little bit warmer than it did back in the day. Good point. Yeah, so there's a lot of reasons. Yeah, okay. What's next? Okay. The other two things I was just going to bring up from Qatar, even though you didn't watch, I assume you know about these, is, let's see, the Lewis and George incident on the first lap. Yep. That Lewis basically came out and said, I'm 100% to blame. Yep. Do you think this is the beginning of a toxic environment a la Lewis and Nico? What I found it, I I I, I want to say no, because Lewis was like, "Hey, my bad, man. Like I screwed up." But what mm-hmm. I found interesting was like, obviously, I didn't watch the race, but I saw like the replay of when Lewis went up to George after the race, I guess, to apologize. And I didn't get like this feeling from George that was like he totally gave a shit or gave a shit at all. It was very like I'm gonna say the nice thing and shake your hand because. You know, you're the number one driver on the team and the legend and et cetera, et cetera. But I didn't get the like, hey, bro, it's totally okay. Like, it was very like, I am saying this so I don't get in trouble. And that's all I'm, you know, I am here so I don't get fined. Like, that's essentially all mm-hmm. he was saying. I, I, yeah, again, I could that's see just that. my, my opinion. I could totally be wrong. So we'll see. No, I agree. I, a lot of what George Russell says and does, I think, at least used to be, it seemed like came off as really artificial. He yeah. knows how to, he knows how to be political. It, it is clear that that guy is is thinking and he's positioning himself. He he's not a he's not a dummy. Let's say that. Sure, I'll give him sure. some some praise here. He he knows what he's doing. So I think he's playing the good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. wait waiting his. I don't know, waiting for the king to be dethroned at some point in mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton, right? He's he's positioning himself as the the good backup guy for now, but he's not going to completely roll over, right? Because he he believes in himself and he's, I guess he's really close with Toto. From what I heard, actually, I ended up listening to his Beyond the Grid podcast because I ran out of a lot of other content. Yeah. So... I, I ended up listening to that, even though I thought I wasn't going to. And apparently he and Toto hang out daily in Monaco. Like they get coffee together. Yeah. They do stuff with his girlfriend and with. Uh, oh, why can't I think of her name right now? Susie. Yeah, Susie. Why was I going to say Sophie? Whoops. <laughs> uh, Susie Wolf, not Sophie Wolf. I, I knew it was going to be wrong. Why I wasn't going to say it. I forget. What was the other name that I mispronounced a long time ago? That was embarrassing. Oh, boy. Somebody will remind us. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, Stefan instead of Stefan Wilson. Remember when I did <laughs> Stephon that? Stefan Wilson, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I think he knows that he's on his way up and he's being patient, but I do think that time will end. I mean, Lewis will do something Fair. where George Fair. will just lose it and they will, the bridge will be burnt. And I'm waiting for that because we need that kind of stuff in F1 right now. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. I have no problem with that. It's not going to get me to watch, okay. but I appreciate a good argument. Oh, the last thing. That's right. Yeah. Um, Lance Stroll shoving his trainer. Yeah. What do you think about that? Like, is it as big a deal as blown up as we need it? You know, they made it out to be? No. Listen, people, okay, yeah. athletes do things in the heat of the moment and are forced to apologize or apologize. I'm sure the apology was very nice and, you know, respectful. I don't think as annoying as Lance can be, I don't think he's a bad person and, you know, was trying to be vindictive. He's frustrated. I mean, ask any athlete right after they get out of something that doesn't go their way, if they would respond better and probably like 98% of them would not. So I don't understand like why it like blew up on the internet. Like, Oh my God, you know, Lance Stroll should be banned and sent to e-scooter. Like, I mean, come on, like just relax. I know why. Oh, well, yeah. Listen, there's other reasons why Lance Stroll maybe shouldn't be an F1, but it's not because he shoved his trainer. No, I just know why people blew it out of the water, blew it out of proportion because it's because Lance of who he is. Yeah. yeah. His position in F1 is on daddy's team that he's untouchable, even though he's underperforming. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that they he's viewed as a brat, and this was brat behavior. So it fits the stereotype or the idea that a lot of people have about him. So that's why it kind of went everywhere. I don't think it was that big a deal. I mean, unless I don't think that guy, his trainer, is going to come out and say like, you know, I'm suing Lance or something like that. I think if you, if gets- you work with athletes, you understand. If he gets, uh, if he tries to sue Lance over a shove, I would lose all respect for that guy. I don't even know what his name is, but I would lose all respect for him. And Lawrence Stroll would allegedly like hire someone to kill him. Allegedly, Lawrence Stroll would send that man to the deepest depths of Siberia, known to man. Oh, I thought you were going to say to the ocean, but yes, I was trying to go a little less violent than than murder. But I mean, you're probably not wrong either. So anyway, okay, that that's all for Qatar. Okay. Now I have a couple of news items. Okay. The first thing is we saw that Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, aka Taylor Swift's boyfriend. I I didn't mean to, you know, call Donuts, him Donuts by his real the Swifties. Name. Yep. 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 <laughs> Anthony Joshua and Rory McElroy are among these uh athletes that joined Alpine's investment group. It's called yep. Otro Capital, I guess. So it was, you know. Uh, they already have included that group that was Ryan Reynolds and stuff that has yeah. 24% stake in it. So I don't know what they bought or why Alpine is doing this, but this to me, I'm just going to say this and make this claim. Now this signals what I believe is Renault selling off portions of their team piece by piece and making the most money that they can so that they can leave quietly. Yep. And the, I want to say more fun answer is this is a way to teach all of these athletes and celebrities how you start with a lot of money in racing and end up with not a lot of money in racing. True. Good point. They should have looked at uh, F1's social media engagement numbers before they agreed to this deal. Taylor's boyfriend should have been more cognizant of what's going on in F1 right now. 
Yeah, financial advisors, man. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Oof. <laughs> what else we've got? Um, okay. Bernie Ecclestone was handed a suspended prison sentence for his massive fraud. Um, he failed to declare over 400 million pounds of assets held in Singapore. I think if anyone else did that, they would be in prison for a very long time. Yes, this man is, what, 93 years old? So putting him in prison is basically a waste of time. Yeah. And he's also extremely wealthy. But he was sentenced to 17 months in prison, which is suspended for two years. So he has to behave for two years, and then this goes away. He's gonna, I mean, he's going to die, right? He's in his 90s. This is like basically a way to not send him to prison. He's not going to die in two years. He's, he's like a cockroach. He's going to live for longer, but... yeah. Um, I just wanted to make fun of him and say mean things about Bernie because although the sport owes him a lot, he has also done a lot of scummy things. And this is another one of them. He, I think it was Matt Farah of the smoking tire podcast. If anyone doesn't listen to that and likes cars, I would recommend listening to his show or checking out his YouTube channel. But he, I think posted a tweet that I retweeted that basically was, if you look up the definition of uh, tax fraud, Bernie Ecclestone's face is what <laughs> you see. And I, I completely agree with that. Yep. That's old totally white man. Fair. Yep. yep. So that was just making fun of Bernie for a little bit. Got to squeeze that in when we can. Disney plus is apparently going to release this four part docuseries on Braun GP. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the 2009 title, there's actually a really good book about the, 2009 title in Braun. If you want to know more about that, you can DM me. I'll shoot you a link to that book or tell you about it. But I don't know when this is coming out. It's coming out on November 15th in the US. So okay. we've got about a month till that comes out. So that'll be cool to watch if anyone has Disney Plus. I think somebody that I know must have it. I'm going to have to borrow their subscription to watch that. Yeah, I I don't know. I will have to text girlfriend here in a second and see if she had I'm sure her somebody in her family has a subscription to one of them because I I would like to watch it. I would rather watch that than an actual Formula One race right now. So Yeah. 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 Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show.
Um, apparently, Porsche is maybe going to take over the Audi Formula One entry. So listen to this for a second. Audi's been preparing, right? They a whole big fanfare of them coming into F1. Um, but I guess they lost their CEO, and I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly, probably, but it's Marcus D-U-E-S-M-A-N-N, Deusman, Deusman. Deusman sounds reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So he was responsible, I guess, for kind of, you know, the initiative for the F1 project, and he's yeah. no longer there. So, uh Porsche may be taking over that. And that would be really, I guess, embarrassing for Audi. I mean, good thing they have the sister brand of Porsche to take over if need be, but we'll we'll watch that and see what happens. Do, what do you I mean, obviously neither you or I know very much about the politics within Audi as a company. However, would you be surprised to see this happen? Like, does this sound far fetched to you? No. I feel like for the last couple of weeks there's these Audi doubt stories that are popping up and most of them seem kind of like bullshit but where there's smoke there's fire so you know somebody's planting the seeds out there for something and this isn't the first time Audi's backed out of something important at the last second or not really last second but after you know after a lengthy period of time when the announcement has first come out so it wouldn't it wouldn't entirely surprise me I don't honestly I'm 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 not really a giant car fan. Like I don't have like an allegiance to Audi or BMW or Porsche or Toyota or anything. So I don't really care one way or the other, but it wouldn't surprise me. No, it wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, the Volkswagen group has familiarity with kind of instability and scandal. So this would be <laughs> nothing for them for what they've been through in the past. Yeah. I could totally see this happening. This is just one of those things where if a CEO leaves, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, look at Honda. How many times leadership changes and somebody is just like, oh, yeah, we should leave F1. Oh, wait, we want to stay. Oh, no, we never mind. We changed our mind again. So not shocking if Audi's going to do the same. Last couple of things Correct. that I have for us. Graham Hill. His like a lot of his memorabilia, including his trophy that was given to him for winning the 1962 Drivers Championship, F1 Drivers Championship, is like going up for auction. Um, there's a lot of stuff, like a bunch of his like memorabilia, I guess. So like he's the only guy who's won uh, officially, and it depends on how you feel about the 1966 Indy 500, <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah, because there's arguments about that, but yeah, they won the triple crown because he won Le Mans '72. Uh, yeah, he's got a bunch of stuff going up for sale. So if any of our listeners have some extra money to spend going into the holiday season, give it to us. I, yeah, please uh, feel free. Yeah, to just, send uh, us just... pieces of Graham Hill's memorabilia that you buy from Sotheby's. I'll also just take money too, because I am moving in. 14 days and I need money. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll take like a 25,000 pound uh, trophy for the 1968 Mexican Grand Prix. Yeah, That's more my I'll speed, take, but I'll take 25,000 yeah. pounds. Yeah. You can actually, I'll take, take like 10,000 pounds. I don't need that much. I don't need to be that picky. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to let everybody know that. And then the last piece of news that I have before we preview 
Austin is that Mercedes is apparently bringing a new floor to the Grand Prix this weekend. And essentially they say that this will be a bit of a, a bit of foreshadowing, I guess, for how well they understand what was going on with their car and how well they're probably going to do in 2024. Cause this is, I guess a large portion or, you know, like piece of how, you know, their approach for 2024 and how they've decided to go in a different direction. So if we see improvement for Mercedes, that is a good sign. If they look even worse than usual, mm -hmm. then we know that 2024 is going to be miserable for that team. Yeah. I'm, I guess we'll, we'll find out. I'm, I don't know. I feel like Mercedes has been, has been so off the last two years. It can't, I mean, technically it can get worse because yeah, there's plenty of space to drop in the F1 constructor standings, but I feel like it can't get that much worse. Like I, 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 at some point they have to start and I'm not saying they're going to, you know, all of a sudden start beating Red Bull, but you know, maybe they are kind of like Red Bull was during the Merck run where it's, you know, Hamilton, Botas and then the third guy on the pole is typically, you know, was was often a Red Bull or Ferrari. You know, maybe they take that third spot pretty regularly most races. Or second spot. You know, you know what I mean. Um mm -hmm. but I don't think it's you know, so I'm I kind of hope I kind of hope they do because they are definitely the the Red Bull villain team in that rivalry. And right now it's not really Right now, it's a lot like the Yankees and Red Sox rivalry, which is depressing because both teams kind of stink and have no hope. I mean, the Yankees have no hope for quite some time. So, but that's not for this podcast. I don't think, and I, no one has said that the floor change is going to be completely transformative. I yeah. think they're estimating somewhere in about the range of, I think, a tenth of a second faster than they would have expected to be. But, but if it's, I mean, in yeah. terms of F1, that's a big deal. And it should be yeah. a lot easier and feel better for the drivers to get around the circuit, I guess. And so that's how they're, they'll know if they're in the right ballpark. And we probably are not actually going to know, right? Because uh, George and Lewis, well, maybe actually I could see George coming out and saying like, no, it felt awful. So, well, we might actually know. Yeah, because think. I imagine any media person with half a brain would be like, how was the new floor? Did it make a difference? And Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that to insult any of the F1 media. Just, you know, making a, a valid point. They don't there. listen to this podcast. They don't listen. No. I don't think any, any anybody in Formula One actually does. So anyway, uh, I did get a... Austin Times. Yeah. Oh, go for it. I did get a Disney Plus login already. Ah, look so at that. I will, I will watch that. But anyway... Yeah, Austin times for a race. I'm, I'm, and I'm not even like not watching it because I don't want to, but I will not be home Saturday and Sunday. So I will not be able to. Yeah, I mean, I believe you. You actually have a much busier social life than you did, I'd, let's say, eight, six, eight months ago. <laughs> yeah, I and it got even busier from when I was texting you the other day about how busy my week was. But we'll we'll save that for, oh, wow. for offline. Okay. Um. This is another sprint weekend. Are you at, FYI. At, at Coda? Oh, oh, garbage. Yeah, it is. Oh, 
Uh, and this is the start of a triple header. So we have, I think, right after, like next weekend is Mexico. And then right after that is Brazil. So we have three races in a row. I think Brazil might also be a sprint. Yeah, because we definitely, weekend. I'm pretty sure there's, after this, at least two more sprint races. One or two more sprint races, I think two. Maybe mm-hmm. just one, but. Oh, I, yeah, I, they're a sprint they're just race shoving them in there. That's what she said. A sprint race at Brazil is <laughs> is okay. It's still listen. I think sprint races are the dumbest idea Formula One has had. I don't think they're remotely interesting. When you're when your season champion wins the championship on a sprint race and he doesn't win the sprint race, By finishing I mean, second. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. <laughs> hey, Oscar Piastri loves sprint races right now. Yeah, because he won. And full exactly. credit to him, he had a mega weekend. But where does that go in his stats? Nowhere. I, like, that's what I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Like it's you're it's a like, race winner in F1, officially FIA sanctioned, but it's not, not going to show up on your Wikipedia page. Not to talk hockey, but it's like, a, like so in hockey in the regular season, you know, if, if over time there's nobody scored, you go to a shootout. So shootout, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it, it goes until somebody scores and, and you win, whatever. That doesn't count as a goal so in the person's like in the person's stats. So you might score seven goals in a shootout in a season, and it's not like there's a plus seven that appears out of nowhere. You just get a little call, a little tick, and you're like, "How many game winning goals did you have this year?" So, mm-hmm. like, you might, yeah, the, the whole math about that is off. But I'm, I'm, I'm in hockey brain because we went to the Flyers home opener last night. Oh yeah, I, I got to ask you about that after we talk about these times. Yeah, uh, sorry, um, I've, I've derailed, I've derailed you because I am, I have zero interest. Continue. No, it's okay. I'm. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably listening. I hope are interested because this is what I would argue is the legitimate U.S. Grand Prix. This yes. is the one that's on a real track. Obviously, yep. you know, not a. Oh, and I went to the Hard Rock Casino, the guitar-shaped building, while we were in Fort Lauderdale. Like when we dropped you guys off at the airport from my bachelor trip, uh, there were yes. a few of us left, and we were okay. like, "What are we supposed to do?" Yeah for a few like three hours two hours so we just decided to go to that casino and so it's not like by the stadium yeah um but it's still like that was cool anyway i mean they should have the grand prix like at the guitar shaped uh casino building that's on some kind of i think it's seminal indian land yeah yeah but before you get to the times speaking of so when you guys were were doing that obviously i flew out earlier on sunday morning than, than most people but I got the business class upgrade on, I was on one of those big, one of those, one of the big planes with like three rows of seats in it. So the business class was very comfortable and I slept like a baby for like two thirds of the flight or whatever. So it was, the flight wasn't longer. It was, yeah, it was like two hours and 10 minutes, uh, but which was 45 minutes shorter than my flight down to Fort Lauderdale Thursday night. Just really irritating. were they apologizing essentially for what happened to you on the way down? No, I think on the way down, because I, I looked and by the time I got to the Airbnb, I was just too tired. There was like a huge storm cell. And I think we were just going around that. And I think that's why I got delayed. Okay. It's like we kind of, instead well, of going like straight down from Philly to Fort Lauderdale, we kind of went like, mm-hmm. kind of made like a U to get there. And it was, if you look at it, it was essentially avoiding the storm. Oh, uh, like you had to go pretty far west to come back in. Yeah, yeah, we went we went okay. west to go back into Florida. And it was we should have just had Alex Rossi fly us. 
Yes, crazy bumpy. He was getting married. So oh, you're right. I did see those pictures. So no, he yeah. wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. You're also, right. he the, probably wouldn't have skipped his own wedding to fly us down. Yeah. The napkins at their wedding had pictures of both of oh, his yes, dogs. That. Fantastic. That was that that is the one thing that I took from I'm gonna have to steal that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yes. Can you can you put pictures of Cooper on your napkins? Which as we're recording this, today is Cooper's third birthday. So he got a, a pep Happy birthday, Cooper. Today. And we celebrate yes. girlfriend's birthday tomorrow because she'll be away on her actual birthday. So we are celebrating uh, all sorts of birthdays this week. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um okay. I, I before I started rambling about going to the Hard Rock Casino, yeah. which really has nothing to do We've with the F one track in Miami. Totally off the rails. Yeah, we're turning into off track, like about travel stories and stuff. Yeah. Not we even should, on purpose. We should talk about my go karting mishap, but at this point I don't really want to talk about that. Yeah, well, we can get back to that. We're yeah. already maybe maybe next week. Yeah, people are already just like screaming at their phone asking us for the times probably by now. But practice one is on Friday the twentieth of October at 1 30 p.m. Qualifying is at five PM Eastern time. The sprint shootout is at 1 30 p.m. on Saturday the twenty first. The sprint itself is at 6 p.m. And then the race is on Sunday at 3 p.m. Cool. You know what? I can't wait to rant about with Formula One in the near future. Because I saw a schedule for the Las Vegas Grand Prix is how ridiculous uh, yes. the practice and race times are. And midnight. I did see something today that one of the hotels has already slashed their weekend costs at the race by like 70% because everybody is realizing not everybody most common fans are realizing how ridiculous this shit is but we'll save that rant mm -hmm. for a couple weeks from now that race is Thanksgiving weekend and that's already a busy enough week for me as it is so I'll be fired up and annoyed so we'll save it for then do we have anything else no and I don't think we need to make predictions either because nope. both championships are wrapped up so yep. this this season is yeah. I'm going to watch these races. I may not watch it live on Sunday. Probably yeah. won't. I'll probably watch the rerun at night on Sunday. Like I've been doing the last yeah. few weeks. And I don't know. I mean, I still enjoy watching it, but I am very much ready for a rule change in F1. Yeah. And NASCAR has another race in the round of eight in the playoffs this weekend. Kyle Larson won at Vegas last weekend. Kyle Larson had mm -hmm. a me mega week. He won the high line champ high limit championship for his sprint car series. He tested yeah. an Indy car and then he won a NASCAR race in which he almost pretty much tank slapped the wall partway through the race, saved it and ended up winning the race with a little bit of damage to the right rear of his car, I think. So that was like the most epic racing week in quite some time. But that's all we got. And oh, we didn't talk about Petit Le Mans at all. Oh, I, okay. Oh, well. Yeah, I honestly, I watched the last like five minutes at the Airbnb during when we got back from the, the party boat. But mm -hmm. I don't remember what happened. And that's not because I was like intoxicated at that point. I was just tired. But I have not even thought about watching a replay this week yet. So I'm... You don't have 10 hours to spare. <laughs> I'm going to, this, this, <laughs> this one will definitely just be a 
YouTube highlight thing, but the last two days with my non-racing life have just been pure chaos and busyness, so I haven't gotten... And I don't think I'm... Tomorrow's definitely not happening. Friday, maybe Friday afternoon, but probably not. And this weekend... You you won't be watching F1 uh, (laughs) practice. (laughs) You know what's funny is Friday afternoon, I have time to watch it. Not the first practice at 1.30. I'll be I'll be busy, but like I could watch one at 5 p.m. I could watch whatever's at 5 p.m., but I'll probably qualifying. Actually, that's the best thing to watch all weekend. That might be worth an hour. You know what I'll do is I'll probably take the dog to the dog park in the city at that point. Because girlfriend will be working. So I'm, you know, I have a couple hours to kill Friday when my day ends. And I don't want to do that sitting inside. So depends on the weather I mean, for Friday. I, I have I have a couple times at the dog park since I start going going into Philly a lot more. We'll put like one AirPod in and put like mm-hmm. uh, a race on my phone while I sit there and like kind of pretty much like listen to it. Like I'll put on like YouTube TV on my phone and listen to it more than actually watch it. But so I could do that, but we'll see. Anyway, we've been rambling way too much for the last 15 minutes. Everybody have a good weekend. We'll be back next week and most weeks probably take some time off again around Christmas and maybe before New Year's. And that's all we got. Toodaloo. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.